0: episode of the Creative Spin
1: podcast. Buckle up, you're in for
0: a show. All right, so welcome.
1: Thank you, Jamie, creative.
0: to the Creative Spin podcast, man. Gavin, I'm it's, super pumped, man. I, I, know, uh, I know. I wanted
1: to sit down with you. I mean, I think the first time we met, we vibed pretty good. It was filming another podcast. Yeah, um, I know.
0: I've, I've uh, recorded a couple of other podcasts that you were in with uh, with the Costa Group. Yeah. Right? And, uh, yeah, and it was one of those things. We kind of kept our contact there. And, uh, you know, I've been following you on uh, on Facebook and seeing your adventures there and all the stuff that you're doing nowadays. Trying to live it up, man. Yeah, but, you know, tell the people out there
1: who, who Gavin is and uh, what are you all about? The great question, who is Gavin? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it... You know, first and foremost, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, You know, my family is number one. Uh, I am very. I'm a very busy realtor. That's how we had met. So I work at Royal LePage State. Um, You know, we we've had a crazy year uh, with COVID going on and everything. But we uh, gotta dive into a little bit of that. We'll definitely go into that. (laughs) Um, And then for me. Personally, my, my, my personal life is, um, you know, it's all about transformation and change. I, uh, you know, I was a very different person three and a half years ago. Um, I had a life changing surgery and a, uh, you know, uh, I had to change everything about my life. And since then I have tried to tackle and be a part of everything that's cool, everything that's cool. And that, you know, inspires me and gets me excited. I want to be a part of it. So
0: you're a young guy, but you've gone through a lot of stuff. How old are you now? man? I'm 33. Wow. But you've gone. You've you've had some some ups and downs in life, but yeah. But now you're you're kind of you're you're living your life, right? I think I see I see on your on your Facebook posts, the positivity's there, man.
1: That's what I'm gunning for, man. It uh, you know it's very. I had the advantage. You know, I just posted about it the other day. I had the advantage of staring death directly in the face and, and almost accepting that it was there for me. What happened, man? Um, so, I mean, full transparency, I was a uh, former addict, an alcoholic. Um, you know, I lived very dangerously and very rough, and I was, uh, it, um, you know, it consumed my life it, to the point where it almost killed me. Uh, mm. I received um, medical attention at the end, and it turns out I had something called infective endocarditis, and, it, which is, it, it, you know, it has a 60-40 survival rate, so, you know, 60 sounds like a lot, but when you're laying there, it, it's not. <laughs> it was very frightening. Well, uh, I can imagine, and how old were you then, then? I was 30, I, I wasn't 30 yet, I, I, I was oh, wow. in my 29th year, yeah, yeah. so... Um, I swore that if I survived, I would change every single thing about my life. I, I was a black hole of negativity, you know. Yeah. I, I um, for as long as I, I, I was diagnosed with depression very young. It's something I've always struggled with, and it wasn't. It was a solution for me. The, the drugs and alcohol were a solution for me. It was the only time I felt comfortable in my own skin. Um, you know,
0: it's it's unfortunate that it becomes that excuse, right? We're always looking for an excuse when when we're on that downhill, right? And it, then yeah. it, it's always like. You always gravitate to what's not good for you it, and it, it's it's weird the way that that our brain
1: works and and how human beings are right but, absolutely it was it was but, very much an answer that to a, it was a band-aid on a gunshot wound yeah basically and i had to keep replacing that band-aid over and over and over again
0: but i think the message here is the same way that that happens there's the flip side which is you also have a choice to 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 just you know, change your life around and make other choices and better your life. And, and dude, I'm, I'm so happy to to see Thanks, that you man. were able to do that. I'm very, very and, lucky. Um, and that's what I want to focus on is like, yeah, everybody's had a rough time. Everybody's gone through some rough stages in their life. But what I want to focus in this conversation is how you changed it around and how you fueled that, that, that positivity, that, you know, I wanna live life to the fullest. Right. On on a good side, right? Like after you got out of the hospital, what, what were the first steps to, to transform yourself into into a more positive guy?
1: So, I mean, the positivity started right away, just the fact that I was alive, you know what I mean? Every second was a gift at that point, Um, every second. And it was, you know, I always think back. So I I started um, going to 12-step groups, Mm -hmm. and I remember in the beginning I was so sick, I was throwing, I couldn't keep anything down. I, you know, I I was about 150 pounds soaking wet, Mm -hmm. um, where I sit in front of you now at about 200 pounds. Um, of healthy muscle of healthy muscle (laughs) so but anyways at this one meeting I remember watching a guy drinking a blue Powerade and all I wanted I looked at him and I thought man I would give anything to be able to drink a blue Powerade and not throw it up that was all I wanted in that moment that was everything to me Anytime I'm not feeling grateful, or anytime I start to lose some of that positive edge I like to keep, I think back to that moment where mm-hmm. that was all I wanted. That would have been that would have meant the world to me in that wow. moment to drink that Powerade and not vomit <laughs> it up and have everyone hear me puke because the bathroom steps from the meeting. Yeah, yeah, Um, and you know, so I'll tell you, every time I have a Powerade now, I think about it. And anytime <laughs> I want to complain about something, or you know, like you had said, it, like, everybody goes through something. Everybody yep. goes through some shit yeah nobody wants to hear about your fucking problems nobody wants to hear about your excuses it's you know if you need help find help exactly but do something the people that you know kind of affect me the most are the people that complain day in and day out but there's no change they're sitting on the couch eating potato chips you know watching reruns of harry potter every day yeah do something Get out there. So for me, it became exercise. It became, you know, well-being for my heart that I I, I had to protect my heart first. Mm -hmm. So it started with little walks, 200-meter walks down the street, because that was all I could do unsupervised after Mm -hmm. the surgery because I was just in a weakened state. Um, and it just grew progressively over the last three years to the point now where you know I ran 25 kilometers last week. I ran Amazing. 10k this morning before coming out to see you. Um, I lift weights. I, I do my, my first battle first and foremost is my body. That yeah. uh, you know complacency and laziness runs strong in me. And are you feeling that
0: that because you've gone through this this and you're going through this new phase now? I noticed that you're posting a lot of stuff about that. Uh, do you feel like you have some somewhat of a I wouldn't say an obligation, but you want to kind of pass on that message
1: to other people that might be going through the same situation that you've gone through? Absolutely. It does almost feel like an obligation because there were people who inspired me in the beginning. And if I can be that for one person, just one, then it's worth posting that stuff. I post every single workout and run that I do. And, you know, there's people that will say it's vanity. People are saying that I want attention. I don't give a fuck about any of that. What I need is for somebody who's going, through, who's going through the same thing as me to see that there's a way out. Because so many people in dark spots don't see a way out. They don't see that light. But there's always a way out if you can work for it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And, and you just never know who you can affect with uh, what you're posting out there. And this, I mean, this goes both ways. I mean, you see a lot of people posting the negative stuff. And that's going to affect people negatively. If, if you're on the edge, right, and you see a, a negative post about something that's related to what you're going through, you're going to feel like shit. Absolutely. But it if you're poisoned. feeling like down and and not good, but then you scroll and you find a post like one of your posts that's saying, "You know what? Today I felt like shit and but I still got up and I still did the workout and I still still did all of this and I'm feeling great now." That might be that little bit, that it little catalyst
1: that they needed to, to, to do it themselves. Right. Absolutely, man. And that's what it's about it. Uh, you know, like you it said, uh, social media can be poison. And, yes. you know, in a lot of times people do only post their best. Of course, I get the best angle of my muscles when I'm working out, because it's that's the shot that I want people to see. But at the same exactly. time, I want to make it clear that I don't always feel like doing this. You know, I've had people say to me, well, it's easy for you. You love running. I fucking hate running. It's awful. I'm sweaty. I'm tired. I'm sore. But I do it because I have to do it, because once I win that battle the rest of the day's easy and i feel better about myself the rest of the day it's like kickstarting the day off right absolutely man it's it's better than coffee <laughs> which i also enjoy which we love we by love the way. We we're sponsored by no uh
0: <laughs> but uh so you do the running you do the weightlifting but i've also seen that you're into the the jiu-jitsu as well is I that love something jujitsu. yeah is that something new now
1: um. Uh. Yeah. I, I've been on and off with that. So I've always. I grew up in a boxing family. We were big boxing fans. Oh, nice. You know. Um. You know. I can remember big moments growing up with my brother and my dad. And he'd order the Mike Tyson pay-per-views, and then he'd be cursing because it lasted about 13 seconds, and he <laughs> paid that money. Um. So I was always a big boxing fan. I I boxed as a teenager. Um. Always just been very much into martial arts and everything. Jiu-jitsu, when I first learned about Jujitsu jitsu and started learning a bit about it, it kind of, it, it took me by storm, which it tends to do to people. How Just, long ago have you started? Like, I was training with a man named David Pilgrim, who was an excellent teacher about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was off and on, and then I was training at Vision Quest, um, which is a, a martial arts school in uh, Bimbrook, which is run by the fantastic <laughs> Josh Hill and Scott McCovey. Um, and, uh, you know, now I have a, a very good friend that I met named Shaq Gordon. He comes and trains me. Mm-hmm. At my house, because with COVID and everything, the schools are kind of shut down, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh, he comes to my place, and it, it's just so effective on so many levels, not just self-defense, but in terms of... It's a mind game, too. It is. It's mm-hmm. such a mind game. I just said it to him, our last lesson, I said, it's so exhausting, because, you know, you're thinking, and you're moving, and you're someone's trying to choke you out, and it's just, it's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, my take on that is, you know, I think uh, uh, most people who have never taken martial arts um, have... A little bit of the wrong view about what martial arts is in a in whole. Because I think most people see it as, oh, you're punching, you're kicking, you're, you're choking. But you're really not just doing only that. You're thinking about all that. Like you have to be so concentrated in what is going on in that moment so you don't get choked, you don't get punched, exactly. you don't get
1: kicked. That it, it becomes a therapy. One hundred percent. It's my one of my favorite things during the week is that. that so I was going to ask you. So has that been helping you out too? One hundred percent. Anything. I just love for me. Shit, that's cool, man. Yeah. I you know I I I. I got really into motorcycles once I got clean and healthy and I love my Harley and, you know, I love hunting. I love fishing. I love, there's so much stuff, guitars. I, I made a joke not long ago, like I would have a fucking panic attack talking to a guy who does characters because I wouldn't know what hobby to tell him because I have so many and I love them all. And it, um, you know, those are the things that keep me going. I love, I guess my big thing for me is I love being a student. I love learning, you know that... uh, You're a curious guy? I'm a curious guy, yeah. I like learning everything I can. And, you know, they say jack of all trades, master of none. And I'm okay with that. I want to learn and experience everything I can because, like, man, I was right there. I almost died and I had so many regrets on that deathbed that things I didn't do and things I didn't try and things I thought I had time for. And in that moment, I didn't, you know. So I want to experience things with my kids and my wife and myself and just doing everything I can. And that's a great message because
0: I think um a lot of a lot of people a lot of us we we don't need to go through a life changing event sometimes all we need to do is stop for a second and realize okay we're just going fucking crazy with with work with all these projects with everything and anything and we're forgetting to live life we're forgetting Absolutely. to enjoy life um and i always i always try you know i always tell people stop for a second man look back and real. i do that with my life all the time because i've I, I know me i i like i get into a million projects and the hustle bustle and you you know a whole day goes by and you're like holy shit like what where, what happened today you know hundred percent and you forgot to you know spend that extra little time with your kids and uh extra little time with the wife and and you know and i'm dialing back too i awesome. you know and one of the things actually with this whole pandemic that that people um, most people tend to complain a lot about it. I try to find the good side of it it's what I've been doing is saying okay you know what I think now is the time for me to s- slow down and figure things out absolutely and, and really just take one step at a time and try to figure that out and uh, and try to get away from this whole I mean you can't even listen to the news nowadays i i i don't it's it's insane like the news is so negative everything is so negative yes i get it i'm not putting aside the fact that there is there is a pandemic out there 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 is this virus thing there is this this issue going on and people unfortunately passing away and all of that i i get that but we need to look at the, the good side of things too like we should be getting to be more human um cherish more those those little moments 100 percent that that we can have with with other people it doesn't have to be just family it's with anybody like anybody every you touch human interaction right? exactly. exactly anybody you touch well, now I you love love can't that. touch now you can't touch six feet the six <laughs> foot touch
1: but no i agree you know i think it was charles bukowski had this quote saying you know we're and i'm paraphrasing here but he said we're spinning on this rock through a space that we don't understand with mm-hmm. the only inevitability is death you'd think we'd be kind to each other yeah and it's so true like it's we we know nothing, Jon Snow. You know yeah. what I mean? We know nothing. and But we're fighting with each other and arguing with each other and throwing out stats that we don't know is true or if we do know is true. And I'm not saying that you know, I'm not saying I don't side with the COVID as false and fake news people. And I don't side with the people who are overboard on, it. I think we should be safe. I think we should be smart, but at the yeah. same time, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of my bubble and I'm going to worry about me and my side of the street. And I'm going to focus on that. And what can I do today to be better? And when you have that feeling, you can exude that to other people. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just as quick as a fucking smile to somebody, man. Yeah. Like I know in my darkest days, a stranger would smile at me and it could make my week i felt less of a crumb less of a dredge to society yep. less of you know this worthless sack of nothing because though that was my my image of myself and nobody should feel that way ever because we all matter we're all here we're all spinning on this rock through a space we don't understand you know what yeah. i mean no 100 uh, percent. and when it comes to
0: the uh, to the business side of things it, it really you know i think it affected everybody right um and being in the real estate uh how have you seen uh, this, and I, I was going to ask, how, how has this changed? We obviously know how it's changed where there, you, know, you can't be close to people. You, but have you seen, my question is, how, have you seen people change? Like their attitudes towards when, when they're talking to you about the deal or when, are they worried? Are they,
1: like, what's the overall consensus that you're, you're, you're getting from people out there? I, you know, I, I feel that people are responding most to calmness. Okay. You know, because generally what's happening in the real estate picture as a whole is it's been a seller's market. The inventory hasn't been what it usually is. So, you know, there's less inventory, just as many buyers. So you're seeing a seller's market. Um, it's a great time to sell. Harder mm-hmm. time to buy. Still very possible. Um, but, you know, I think people, there are people, again, it comes to understanding what's going on. And I think no matter what you're looking into, the importance of speaking to someone who's a professional. You know what I mean? And if it came to the media at whole, I'm, I'm not going to put my opinion out there. I'm going to talk to you because mm-hmm. I want to know, I want to know from a professional. Yeah. When it comes to real estate, you know, I have people say to me like, well, you know, this isn't a good time to sell because of COVID. Well, no, the numbers say different. This is the best time to sell. If Homes there's a buyer for that home, it's the best time to sell. And there's safety <laughs> practices in place. We were kind of evolving. I mean, everything's, you need to see the world, the way the world's going. You can order a pizza now and not even see the delivery driver. You don't even have yeah. to talk to a human being. Everything's going in that direction. You know, we we were paperless before COVID hit, generally paperless, unless somebody specifically requested it. You can do everything through e-signature. You know, the showings, it's now just limited numbers, masks, hand sanitizer, just like anywhere else, but you're seeing the same numbers, just less inventory because there's people who are afraid. But that, uh, you know, that's... Pu- Part and parcel with the package how'd you get into real estate what was uh, what was that big step oh yeah that was a big step that was you know it, it started with my wife she okay. so i was i worked at the hospital for about seven years and part of this you know when i got sick and everything my change that i wanted to change everything about my life i, I wasn't happy there I, i've never mm. been cut out for a nine to five job i you know i don't work well with supervisors for the most part i've never been that person you know i need freedom Um, so my wife had said to me, you know, you're good with people. You've always been good with people. Have you ever thought about real estate? George Gillespie, my business partner and team leader, he, um, you know, he'd been in real estate a long time. He's someone I always respected. He was a personal mentor to me. You know, we had very similar interests. Um, he's active in martial arts and, you know, he's an active guy, weightlifting, cardio. He's always someone I've loved and admired. Um, you know, I grew up being best friends with his oldest son. So I called him and I said, you know, George would, uh, Real estate be something that, you know, you think I could do. And he said right away, go for it, kid. You know, get your license. I'll take you under my wing. We can, if there's something you want to do, we can do it. And I immediately became infatuated with the world of it. It, uh, It was the only time I've ever been encouraged to talk. Like, I've probably said 3,000 words already in this podcast. I like talking. It's what I enjoy doing. So any other job, I've been reprimanded for talking too much. This is the first (laughs) time it was encouraged. It pays off to talk on this one. (laughs) It's awesome. I get to talk to people and meet new people. and, And that's... We spoke about it earlier. I love human interaction. I love it. I love meeting new people. I love... You know, it's almost... I, I sometimes I I feel like I'm a kid and the whole world is my playground. I get to meet these new kids and and become friends with them. And, well,
0: and the cool thing about real estate, uh, I mean, I'm not a real estate agent, but I feel like every single time you you're selling a home or you're buying a home with some someone. For for those few weeks or months, you're part of that family. You're, you're totally. You're part of that. This is probably one of the best, the biggest um, investments that a family can make is by purchase a house or Absolutely. sell a house. Or it, it, it's a big move. It's a massive Annie. moment. And you're there. It's crazy. You're the most important piece, actually, because you're finding
1: these people. they it's crazy. Their nest, right? I love it, man. I love it, and I, I you know, that's part probably one of my biggest problems is I, I don't like letting go of people. So I'd say 90% of my clients I've remained friends with now nice. because I don't, I'm so, you, you get involved with these people, you meet their kids and you, you start to exactly, love these yeah. people. And it, uh, you know, I, I don't want to let that So you're going to have a lot of Christmas cards going out. hundred percent, right? man. I've got so <laughs> many friends now. It's awesome. That's and good. you know, you meet people with different interests. Like, so, you know, I got really, really into hunting and fishing because of clients I was working with and, you know, oh, really? the, 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 you know, the husband and the, the, the relationship he was into that and he said would you be interested in try it i said 100 and now i'm fully ingrained in it with this guy and this guy's <laughs> one of my good friends now see it uh it's it just a really and you know it's given me that recovery in general has given me that i always felt isolated before i, I felt like i was kind of a bit of a leather face that i was you know stripping off pieces of personality from other people to create mm-hmm. my own i had no identity i didn't know who i was i didn't it, it, do you think that was the age thing too I don't know. It was all the way up until I was 30. You know what I mean? At that point, yeah. you should have your identity.
0: It well, depends. Uh, my, my wife keeps telling me I still look like a little kid, <laughs> but whatever. Like, it just, I didn't
1: know... If I was with a group of guys who liked cars, I was a car guy. If I was with a group of guys who liked soccer, I was a soccer guy. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have... Any confidence in my own? But probably you were that guy too, right? Like I think a lot of people uh,
0: say that you know, oh, you can only like one thing. You, I don't think you can no. like just one thing. I, right? to- I think
1: we should all be Renaissance people, right? where you're all over. I totally agree. But be truthful about it. I was—I'd lie, right? Like yeah. I just to be—I needed such a need of acceptance that mm. I would tell these people whatever they needed to hear for them to like me, as opposed to just being myself and being confident in myself. And you know, it—that uh, changed so drastically. Once I was in recovery and learning about myself and it, I'm so content now, you know, the people that I have in my life are people that I want in my life. I'm not just looking for acceptance wherever I can get it. It, uh, you know, these are people. My best friend, he's, I'm wearing a shirt, a little promo, Rob Vino at Grey Harbor Tattoo. These guys are phenomenal, some of the best artists in, you know, arguably Canada. Drop it. Hit them <laughs> up. Um, you know, my buddy Rob Vino, he's my best friend, and he uh, he motivates me every single day. He's become, we, we became friends in after recovery. He's also um, part of that community. And, um, you know, we, we motivate each other. We talk to each other. We keep each other accountable. And this guy is a guy that I don't need to fight for his acceptance. It's just been an organic friendship. How important is that circle of friends? So fucking important, man. So that's number one importance is the people you're surrounding yourself with. They, they can stunt you or they can allow you to blossom like a beautiful yeah. flower. It's, uh, <laughs> it, you, it's so, so important to be surrounded with good people. Yeah. It's the energy, right? hundred percent, man. It's huge. It, it's, I, I think like you touched on, I, I think arguably the most important part of our existence. We're tribal by nature. Yeah. Put yourself in a good tribe. If that person, you know, if you're dreading seeing that person every day, get the fuck away from them. Don't let them invade your headspace. Yeah, because they're going to they're gonna contaminate you, man. hundred percent. it's worse than
0: a freaking virus, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Like it can take you down. It can, it can stop you from being who
1: you should be. A hundred percent. It's, um, you know, it, you become very isolated, very quick. And it's just, I, I've learned to, it's to set up boundaries, you know, who yeah. obviously you're always going to have people that you don't want to deal with. But to set up boundaries, I'm not going to let them invade my headspace. I'm not going to let them stay with me like a ghost from Insidious for the rest of the day. I'm going to have my moment with them, be the best I can for them, and then move on to the people that I've chosen to, you know, kind of absorb their energy and them absorb mine. And
0: do you find like even going back to real estate now, so, you you know, you have your clients. Do you find that now, now that you've been at the game for a while, do you find that? They're bringing in other people with the same level of energy.
1: Absolutely. Isn't that curious to see that? How that works? It's a spider web of awesomeness. It it really is. It's super cool. And you know, we've been very lucky, man. I can't say we've had clients that have really, where I've really had to put up that boundary. We're, we're very blessed with great clients. It's, um, you but know. But I also think it has to do with you guys, with the energy that you guys are putting out. That'd be cool, yeah.
0: Maybe. No, I, I, I truly be right. believe so because if, if you're putting out negativity, you're going to just attract negativity. That's Absolutely. That's my line, right? So you guys, you're full of energy. You're, you're positive. That, that's why
1: you're getting uh, the positive clients as well and hopefully it'll continue. Hopefully it'll continue. And, you know, I like to think that, I don't think I look like the typical realtor I mean I'm who is the typical realtor I mean think about there's it there's a cardboard cop you know the typical realtor for a long time you see them right It's They're... changing
0: man it's changing I see that in everything and even everything's like, changing like what's a graphic designer supposed to look like you know is it you're, t- to be...
1: you're too handsome to be a graphic designer you can't well, do well I it. know we all know this but uh
0: <laughs> you know let's not let's not dive into that side of uh <laughs> modeling and all of that uh <laughs>
1: No, you're right though. I think that it is changing in it's a wonderful changing. way. You know, we're becoming more accepting as a community. People are just into what they're into, and you know. It, and I think
0: everybody's starting to respect everybody else's opinions, I which think, is awesome. You know, I think society is is fortunately it, we're starting to evolve in that sense. Uh, uh, if you're, it doesn't matter the color, the, the 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 taste, the whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You're a human being, and people are seeing each other as human beings. Absolutely. I'm hoping that that is the way it is. I mean, other people might have different opinions, but I'm kind of seeing that more and more now.
1: I totally agree with you. Like, I totally um, agree. If
0: you were in business, I mean, going back to when I started, like I'm an old guy. So I started about 16, 17 years ago uh, with my own business. You know, if I went to a meeting and I wasn't dressed properly or if I, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I wouldn't say a suit and tie, but close. Uh, people would kind of look up and down. Who is this guy? You know Who's what this I mean. Punk, yeah. Now you walk in with whatever; it doesn't matter because what matters is what that person can bring into the table.
1: Absolutely. What and are you that's offering? That's the
0: important part, and and thank God people are not saying, okay, that's what matters, and it's not the suit. Because, dude, I can go right now to the store and rent a suit, come to the meeting. Be a douchebag and not know anything about,
1: about what we're going to be talking about. And, oh, he looks good. So,
0: no, no, that doesn't matter.
1: What are you offering? Exactly. What's 100%. coming from here, right? It, it's all heart, baby. That's what matters.
0: Uh, last question for uh, for the uh, real estate side of things before we take a little break. Uh, is what has been the biggest change uh, because of, of COVID? What has been the biggest change in your field, you think?
1: The biggest change in our field, which thankfully I haven't it's there was a lot of agents that weren't prepared for the technological Mm. you know it, it was coming slowly and everybody knew that there's a lot of old school agents but all of a sudden they got slammed with it it's necessary now now yeah. it, now it's a requirement and I, that scared the shit out of a lot of them and you know there was mass panic <laughs> um, you know again I'm only 33 I know I'm not a spring chicken but I'm also not old I grew up with that stuff so it came super quick to me yep. so we were prepared and we were heading in that direction anyways but you know for the most part there was a lot of people that struggled with that e-signatures and, and stuff like that you just but ultimately they didn't not make it life a little bit easier. It makes life easier, and it it's better for the environment. You know, we're not how many fucking trees did we destroy 4 e signatures? Jesus Christ! I,
0: mean? I remember when I bought my house, it's like another paper, so another, paper, it's another a, paper, I have a novel in my house.
1: Of, you know, <laughs> it, it's it, it just I think it's more environmentally friendly. It's it's easier. It's more convenient. It you know, people I, we we've negotiated deals from our couches now, which yeah. is very very cool. That's cool
0: that's always cool we're gonna come back to the conversation we have a lot more to talk about but right now let's uh listen to what our sponsor has to say today's podcast is brought to you by workplace one a company offering boutique private offices co-working spaces and virtual office solutions as well as meeting rooms in the best neighborhoods of toronto and kitchener waterloo ideal for entrepreneurs companies and passionate business people workplace one is where you want to be with your business. For more information, go over to workplace1.com. We're back. We're, we're back. We're having a little bit of a conversation when the cameras were off, kind of, sort of, um, about, you know, being able to talk about the past with with pride because you are a result of what has happened, but you are who you are today because of all of that stuff, good or bad. But people and this kind of goes back to what we were saying about society and people looking at if you have a suit or you don't have a suit Absolutely, this is kind of the same situation I think as a society we're evolving and we're being a little bit smarter about this just because this or that happened to someone in the past that does not mean that the person that we're talking to the person that's in front of us is that person anymore that was that was a stage of life I think uh Back in the day, people would you know stamp you with, you know you're 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 this kind of person because your dad was that kind of person. hundred percent, the stigma was there. That, that That's how far back it was. oh, his grandfather was like that. His dad was like, he's gonna be like that. absolutely. and and I feel like fortunately, we've kind of stepped away from that. And and now we're going into into different things of like different life experiences, like you were saying, you know what you went through as as a teen, and you were telling me the story that you were talking to someone, and it kind
1: of reflected this. Absolutely, it you know I I. I, 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 I have been hesitant to speak publicly about my past and addiction and you know m- my life and recovery because I feared that stigma it, you know I I was there at the tail end of that that stigma and that judgment and you know everybody by nature because is a little
0: society did plant
1: that shit in our heads it was there and yeah. everybody is a little judgmental whether you, somebody wants to admit it or not you know you see someone you have, but you don't have to be a slave to that first judgment mm-hmm. your first judgment is there fair enough but now think about it assess it run it through your filter yep. and see okay you know what why the fuck am I Thinking this about this person. And so uh, yesterday I was talking my neighbor who's an awesome, awesome guy, Dave and Kelly, you guys rock. Um, <laughs> his dad was there, and his dad is a, a former undercover police officer that, you know, was involved with investigating drugs and, and guns and things like that. And, you know, he was a man who fought everything that I was a part of. And I was talking to him and I was getting more comfortable with him and, you know, he's, I, I was getting good vibes. So I wanted to tell him, I wanted to be transparent about who I was in my past and just kind of gauge what, mm-hmm. how he was going to react, right? Kinda, I, I like to do that. It's just throw a little dynamite in the conversation and we'll let's see, see what happens, happens yeah. right? And immediately his demeanor changed to such a positive, warm glow. And he said to me, I don't know you, but I'm proud of you. And, you know, he was so it was such a beautiful moment of this understanding and acceptance. And, you know, he wasn't looking at me for who I was in the things I had done. He was looking at me for who I stood in front of him today. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that convinced me knowing this was just yesterday. And I knew when I came in today, I was going to talk about it because it, um, it just, it mattered so much to me because, you know, you see things and like we talked about earlier with the social media and the poison, you read things online, you know, every addict sh- should be dead. They made the choice, this and that. And, you know, however, whatever your opinion is, the end of the day I have two kids who look at me and I'm their father and I have a wife who loves me and a mother who sat in the ICU with me every single day while she was watching her son die at the end of the day all of us have a family who loves us and there's somebody that wants us to come home my actions could have dictated who I was and luckily enough I was able to live and get out of it and change my life and I like, I want to try to be that person that can stand in front of somebody now and say, you know, a lot of people, when they made me, they would never even guess that about me. Mm-hmm. And, but now that I tell you that, where's your opinion? You know what I mean? And it, will it, it change the opinion? Will yeah, it change? And if it does, I think
0: that person should look in the mirror at who they are. Exactly what I was going to say. I think if it does change that person's opinion, then that person needs to change. Not Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You can't do anything about your past. I can't. You can do everything about your future, but the past, the past, the past. Past the past, and What everybody's happened? Everybody's got one.
1: A hundred percent. I don't care. <laughs> We've what all sinned. You're gonna
0: <laughs> sin. Everybody's got a skeleton somewhere. You know, so, you know, think about it. You don't judge people just by what you think or what society's thinking. Preconceived
1: or, notions. No, Absolutely. And, you know, man. some of the best people I have met have been in church basements talking about horrific, nightmarish pasts that, you know, most people... W- wouldn't even see in a movie. And these are some of the best people I've met now that they've transformed their lives. So now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right? right.
0: What are you going to do? Uh,
1: what about music, man?
0: I, I see you uh, grabbing your guitar and going, when did that start? And how's the, you know, what's oh, the whole my, story behind all that?
1: My dad bought me my first guitar when I was... 12 or 13 I should be much better um but you know I self-taught myself I, I always loved it I loved um, so my first love was always words I, I love words I was reading from a very young age um you know the English language is just so magnificent to me I love you know any anybody who can masterfully you know kind of rearrange it is is a great soul in my opinion um but I was writing a lot of poems, writing a lot of words. And, you know, back then I didn't want to say I was a poet because it mm-hmm. sounded weak. So I figured if I picked up guitar and learned guitar, and now I'm a musician and I'm writing songs. All and of a sudden it's a song. That was cool. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that um, that's kind of where it started. And I played on and off, you know, just especially my nature back then. If it was hard, I'd quit. Um, but then I'd pick it up again, and I just was kind of on and off. Kurt Cobain was an idol to me, so I was learning a lot of power chords and things like that, um, and then it just, you know, so that, that's something actually my whole life, it's always been a part of my life, which is cool. That was pre-recovery and post-recovery. Music has always been a staple. Uh, guitar, writing, that's always, you know, I have some work published, uh, fiction that um, I'm very proud of, that uh, the, the art side of things was always, you know, a big, big, big part of my life when are we going to
0: see some of that stuff come out
1: oh you can see it now it was published so i had a a novella published in 2012 and then some short stories published in literary journals all a lot of it was back then it was um cool i haven't written fiction in a bit i've wrote a lot of poems and songs and things like that but i haven't written any you know long form short fiction anything like that in a bit um but yeah no there's a lot out there I've i've written a lot yeah
0: well Listen, you know you love talking. Um you love writing stuff. Um you've been in quite a few podcasts. When are you starting your own podcast, man? What the fuck? <laughs> I <laughs> like, I would love to. I got, I know cuz I love this. This is awesome. You got the energy. You you know, you love talking. I mean, hello. This is fun, man. I love it. You know, what's stopping you, man? <sighs> What? It's probably oh, that... Okay, I get
1: it. It was my little push. I have to push you now, right? Yeah, well, it's... There you go. <laughs> What's stopping... I, I guess it's it's a fear of acceptance again, right? Is anybody no, going to watch? Man. Is anybody going to listen? Who gives a
0: fuck? I know.
1: That's the way you got to think of it,
0: right? Who gives listen, a fuck? Listen, there are two people watching us right now. One of them is my mom,
1: and that's it. My mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh No, you're right. I know. You throw your flag up there and see who fucking salutes, right? I, listen, I, I totally agree. Listen, you'd be agree.
0: so surprised um, at, at, at this game. Because... When we started our, uh, the, the podcast, the Creative Spin podcast, there's always something like I've always been into the radio thing and all of that stuff. I was always a, an admirer of of people who did radio properly and all that. So, you know, when I started doing this, I said, okay, this is great for my company and all of that, but I'm having so much fun talking to people yeah, and uh, interacting with people. And, and for me, it, it's more of I want to learn more. And this right. is like the Being perfect... That way to do it because i'm talking to people i'm learning from people and and you know in the beginning i was also like oh man should i talk about this should i talk about that should I? and this is why the creative spin kind of came came to be because when i was talking to my wife uh, about what are we going to name this podcast like is it going to be just for like i don't know i'm a designer you know is it going to be just a creative side of things and i'm right like, but i like gadgets and i like you know everything i i'm i'm one of those that i, I like talking about everything I. Dude, dude, there has to be a spin to this. There has to be a spin to this. And I'm like, okay, the spin, create a spin, create yeah. a spin. That's how it came came to be. But it's amazing how um, how crazy it is to to think that we're we're talking here and there's someone that can be all the way in Australia and be watching us or listening to us.
1: That is crazy.
0: It's crazy. That's fucking. Nuts. And when I started <laughs> getting contacts from Australia, let's say, or from anywhere in the world, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like
1: how. Who wants to listen to me? That's, that's where my mind's at. Who wants to listen to my bullshit? What is going on? <laughs> like,
0: why are they, what are these guys doing? Why do they want to? But people out there have a lot of things in common with you. You don't know them, but they have a lot of things in common right. with you. And they, they want to sometimes, uh, you know, listen to someone else's conversation because it makes them feel like, okay, I'm not the only guy out here thinking this way right yeah Good right? point And in, in sometimes uh, w- when it comes to podcasting i always say you know if you're doing a solo podcast and it's all you right it's all about you and 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 what you what you think and and all of that but if you bring in some guests some friends some people you you know all of a sudden you're now expanding that that knowledge base right right so it's not not just what you know it's but what your guest knows as well and what they can provide and and throw into the podcast more too. relatable stuff and it just gets it's almost like and this is why in the beginning I, I said, I, I my goal is to make you forget about these cameras mm. and I forget about all this stuff and we're just having a conversation. You did a great job, man. There you
1: go. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll be here all day.
0: Um, but my goal is that because I want uh, the person that's watching this or listening to this podcast to feel like they're sitting right there. Right. It is part of the conversation. I want them to be part of that conversation because that way, now all of a sudden, you're not talking about an audience, you're talking about a group of friends that are s- sitting down around right. You know, the table and just, just shooting the shit and, and and talking
1: about whatever comes to mind, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, have you seen, I mean, you, you, how, like you've been filming podcasts for a while, you know yeah. your shit. You must have seen the evolution of what's happening now in podcasts. Like, they seem fucking huge. It's
0: like- Well, there was a lot of factors. Um, well, podcasting has been around for 10 plus years now. Um most people didn't uh find it appealing because it wasn't big, right? So people drift to where there's attention, right? <laughs> yeah, we're like sheep. That's it. It's like, "Oh, everybody's talking about Instagram. Woo, let's go over there." 100%. Now everybody's TikToking. Woo, let's go over there. And that's fine. But sometimes there there are mediums that that are very good and people are just not paying attention to them because yeah. it doesn't have that that, that audience there. Doesn't mean that it's not good, and this I think this is what happened with podcasts because it was a very it was almost like a closed little circuit, right? You have to download the app to be able to listen to the podcast. There were steps, phones, hoops. you know, the yeah. phone started the whole thing, and then but that was it. I think these little guys over here is what changed the
1: the game, right? Because
0: then all of a sudden, yeah, you do have to download the app, but once you have the app. Oh, shit. The like, whole world's like a sudden, I can
1: listen to a podcast on bananas if I wanted to find it. it. Like, there's literally there's something up, on everything.
0: Anything. And, and now it's like it just boomed because especially this year with COVID, that's one of the things that I saw that I noticed big time um, was people saying, okay, you know, got some free time start recording yeah and yeah these gadgets they're nice they're colorful they have lights they have a but you don't need that you need one of these you just need a phone again you just need the same phone you're using to listen to the podcast is the same phone you can record the damn podcast you have the ability you know we use anchor as an example you could record your podcast directly to anchor and boom it's out to the world how crazy how bonkers is this it's crazy like it's it's insane and i think a lot of people are getting getting wind of that and they're realizing, you know what, you know, I might be doing for the first couple of months, the podcast, just for, for my friends to listen to. But guess what? That friend is going to show it to another friend. That's going to show it to another friend. That, and, and on we go. So on and so forth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have, you have a groupie. groupie people. <laughs> yeah. A
1: lot of, yeah. Lot of
0: people that like what you're talking about, Right. Right. And, and when I meet people like you, and I told you this the first day that I- You 100% did. When, you, when we, uh, we were actually recording the podcast for, uh, for the Costa Group uh, in which you were, the, uh, you were the guest, I told you right away, dude, you've got the energy. Yeah, you said it right off the bat. Yeah, you've got the energy. And I think that's- could walk w- out of the room with my big head after yeah, that exactly. one. exactly. I think you were wobbling a little <laughs> bit, but uh, I didn't film that part. So, sorry. <laughs> I would show the footage at the end, but- um but my my thing is um do what you're good at. Find what you're good at. Um uh because a lot of people want to get into podcasting because it's cool now. Yeah, you listen to Joe Rogan and you want to go be a podcaster. Of course, you're going to be Joe Rogan, right? But then they they nothing happens. It, they're just like mm. people listen to the first episode cuz they're friends and whatever but then it's like it fades whatever. And my reasoning for that is you, you you just, just started doing it because you wanted to
1: be a part of that group. Right. And that's why you said do it fucking anyways. Who cares who's watching? Exactly. Yeah, because if you love it and you want to do it, you're going to do it regardless. Well, if you're going to do a
0: podcast, you got to do, do it about something you love. Talk about something you love with people you like as Absolutely. well. And that's when it's going to work, right? Because if we were here talking and I, you know, I was just here with the questions. Uh, so uh, what do you, that's not going to work, man. No it'd be boring for both of us because the audience out there can pick up right away if you're being natural at it or if you're being fake at it right right they, like there's no getting away from that
1: no there's no hiding there's, the, there's the, no w- hiding right now your
0: voice your I know, if you're recording video the way that you're acting whatever people will pick it up
1: totally if i'm saying yeah hi jamie it, uh, you know i'm really, really or you're
0: trying to be uh hi this mr is, radio uh, voice yeah <laughs> All of a sudden, now I've got the radio voice. Well, I have going been on, flexing you know, the whole time.
1: I hope it shows.
0: You know what time is <laughs> it? You know. It's like, it's the same thing goes back to the gym, right? The gym thing, like, guys go to the gym and start, you know, lifting out those weights. And they're just doing it so that they're, you know, they're showing off. Right. This is the same thing. If you're doing it, doing it do it with passion. Right. Yeah,
1: I can get behind that. Absolutely. And,
0: and, you know what? Just off the bat, for you, I think it's do you, man don't get into this or this or th- do you yeah you've got that you've got that personality well man. i
1: feel like like, when I've thought about it, it's like, you know, I'm so scattered with all the things I love. But I, like you said, I think there's always somebody that's going to relate to that. Like, oh, look, I do 100%. a lot of shit, too. And, you know. <laughs> and you've got so many topics. You've got,
0: okay, from your business side of things, you've got your music. You've got your your um, the whole positive side of life. Uh, you've got your tattoo life as well. Like, you've got so many. You've got your friends. It's, it's The bikes. Oh, dude. There's a lot just of Just right there, you've got, like, ten episodes right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you're right no for sure it, no, and, um, uh, and
0: you're and, right and anybody that's listening or watching this podcast comment below if you want to see his podcast just let, let's see there let's we experiment. go let's throw the see flag
1: up and let's see who salutes if we
0: get a few comments that's it i'm sorry man you're gonna have to start i'll I'll, I'll help you out i'll oh, I'll, I'll be coming I'll, to I'll, you i'll point you in the right direction and what to do and how to do it and and just do it man i think it's you're gonna have so much fun doing it
1: well, because it's exciting, I, and I do love it. it uh, like, I was excited for this. You know, we, we had it scheduled last week. There were some yeah. scheduling changes. I was so disappointed, and I was so pumped. Like, I've been looking forward to this for two weeks now. So, yeah. that you know, it shows that I, it does excite me, which and, is what and I you love. you
0: brought up, uh, I guess we can call him the king of podcasts, uh, Joe Rogan. Um, he started his podcast because he was sitting down with his friends every single week to talk shit. Right. Just chill. And now he just does that with the microphone and uh, and some cameras around him. Yeah. But he still sits around. Is he
1: considered the godfather, Rogan of podcasting? Is he considered that in this world, I don't do you think?
0: know. I don't know. I think he's, I mean, especially this year, he's kind of got the spotlight. He monetized that, the
1: shit out of that too, right? Uh, uh, what like was a 100 mil?
0: 100 mil. Well, some people are saying 150. Wow. I don't know. The number is out there, but. Wow. I would take a hundred mil.
1: I <laughs> just you know one percent of that would make me really happy. I would be okay <laughs> that would with be that. Be cool. I would
0: be okay with that. But yeah, I mean, definitely Spotify is uh, they're really investing in the field. I mean, they they they've seen it and it's not something recent. Spotify's been putting big bucks uh, behind podcasting because they saw where things are going. People people no longer wanna be stuck to a a a guide. Like you know, you know, back in the day when we were kids, you know, you want to watch that show, you'd have to be in front of the TV at five o'clock, otherwise you would lose it and or you'd have to record it and go back, blah blah blah. Yeah. People don't do that shit
1: anymore. No, they want to go
0: onto YouTube. They want to go onto Spotify. They they want to listen to it. When they want to listen to it, when they can listen to it or watch it,
1: right? Immediate gratification. They'd make wonderful junkies, all of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but the podcasting, this is why it became so good because you could just download this uh, a podcast right now. You can listen on, on your way home. Absolutely. So I literally
1: know. listen to a podcast on the way up here because man, does it pass
0: the time. I'm right? I'm telling you that um, in my car, I think nine out of ten times it's a podcast playing. Yeah, makes it's it's. Yeah, I, I'll listen to the news or I'll listen to a little bit of the music every once in a while when the kids are in the car and whatever, because they think podcasting is boring for them because yeah, t- I get obviously that. it's not a podcast for them. So, uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, fuck, if I want to listen to something that I'm curious about, that I like to listen, and sometimes it's about the personality of, you know, like I listen to a lot of the Joe Rogan stuff because... I, I like the guy's personality.
1: Right. Yeah. No, there is that. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm a big just, fan of Tim Kennedy, and anytime he's a guest on one, I love him because he's yeah. just a you know a fun guy. I like exactly. that. Exactly.
0: And these guys, what I like about them is that they never bring in this certain you know, it's not going to be just about this topic kind of thing. It's right. You switch it on and it's like, okay, well, what are we talking about today? And that's what I like about it. A lot of people don't. A lot of people like that specific podcast that talks about only mugs. And that's what they listen to. We can do a kick-ass
1: up. podcast on mugs. <laughs> we can sell the shit out <laughs> of this.
0: Um, but, you know, you can do that. But I think someone like yourself, just go be you, man. I think, I think it, it'll work.
1: I don't work well in... Restrictions. D- it's just, it's it's a character flaw of mine. I I, I need uh, I I would need it. I would need the freedom to be able to talk about whatever the fuck I want because yeah. it uh, you know I, I get claustrophobic spiritually very quickly, yeah. very quickly it, um, you know, my wife has the patience of a saint to be with me for eight years because uh, it's like she... What are you doing now, Kevin? Oh, Oh, seriously, I was just joking with my friend about it, you know, (laughs) I said like, you know, she she wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden I came home with a samurai sword, like, you know, she just, she's always...
0: There's a shop right away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's always waiting for the next thing and, you know, thankfully... I think you need to find people who will accept that with you. You know, I've had it said to me with judgment, like, oh, you know, like, what are you into now? Like, that's a bad thing. We have such a finite amount of time. Yeah, those are the guys that you check mark and... Get to out side. of here. Get out of here. I want to get into everything. You know, Absolutely. everything there is. I want to learn everything I can because we're here for this little tiny little space of time where a speck of nothing in a bigger speck of nothing. Exactly. Let's make the best of it, man.
0: Until the aliens come uh, and they show us, you know, all the other specks of
1: dust that are out there with more people and more yeah, things. Yeah, right. And show us how <laughs> insignificant we really are. So let's, you it's know. This is getting crazy tonight. Take it to the next level and, and enjoy it. I think. You know, in this crazy world of politics, I do think it's you should have an opinion, and I love that we're in a place where you can express that opinion. Absolutely, I'm not an overly political guy. I I, honestly, to me, it's the illusion of choice. We're given two people, and we get to say, you know, you get a choice picked between these two people out of the fucking hundred millions of people in this goddamn yeah, country yeah, I get yeah, to pick yeah, two yeah. and that's my choice. I'm not overly interested. I'm gonna worry about myself and what I do and I'm gonna pay attention to that enough where I can make the right most informed decision, but I'm not gonna let that be who I am or my identity or you know it's I I I I can't spend more than 10 minutes a day thinking about that because it seems like such a fucking waste of time for me. I want to enjoy my time and I want my kids to smile every day and, and you know I want them to pick up on that energy and Make up for all the time I lost in that 30 years before I changed everything. You know, I want them to, to just live it up right from the beginning. And they're doing that, which is awesome. Amazing, man. Amazing. Gavin, thank you so much for this. Thank you, Jamie, for positivity
0: having me. ride. It was today. an honor. It was really cool. Uh, I'm hoping that I'll be a guest on your podcast when, it's, uh, when it comes up. Uh, <laughs> and we're going
1: to be on the lookout for you, man.
0: Right on, brother. Make the comments. Let's
1: see. If they comment, then I'm going to call Jamie and we're going to do it.
0: All right. Let's do this. All right, man. All right. Thank you so much, man. Take it easy, Dave. Thank you.